up, everybody? It is Kieran Lenahan here. Welcome back to the Renew Your Mind podcast for faith-driven entrepreneurs. Today, we are talking about the difference between our strongest desires and our deepest desires. We are faced with thousands of choices, and estimates say 35,000 decisions each day. And remember that number because we'll come back to that at the end of the episode. Every single day, we're faced with 35,000 choices, and we're often choosing between our strongest desires and our deepest desires, and we get to choose to live into either direction. So what do I mean by these labels? What do I mean by strongest and deepest desires? Let's start with strongest desires. In Paul's language and much of the New Testament, he refers to our strongest desires as our flesh. So this is our primal desires, our animalistic desires, if you will. Think survival, think instinct. These are our lower desires on the hierarchy of the things that we want. And so choosing our strongest desires often leads to greed and selfishness, using your power to oppress other people, broken relationships, self-preservation, and ultimately death. And when we live into our strongest desires, it's often followed by things like regret and shame. And so super quick example, if you're married or in a relationship, just think of the last time that you had a heated discussion or argument with your significant other. And in the heat of it, in that moment, your strongest desire might be to defend yourself, to attack the other person. Your strongest desire might be to be right and to be justified in that moment. But then after the dust settles, even if you happen to be right, you still don't feel good. And it's because you're living into your strongest desires in that moment. Now let's contrast that with what I mean by our deepest desires. At the root, our deepest desire is to be loving. It's to choose things like delayed gratification. It's to sacrifice in the short term for the longer term good. It's the willingness to sacrifice for the sake of the other. Our deepest desire is to obey God, to be like Jesus, for us to see things the way that he sees them, to act in alignment with how Jesus acted, and to have the same heart posture that he did. And when we live into our deepest desires, we often feel peace afterwards, right? We feel whole. Our deepest desires are what lead to human flourishing and restoration and relationship that is whole and full, and it leads to redemption. So using the same example of an argument with a loved one, maybe you can think of a time when your spouse had a really rough day, they came back from work or from whatever it was that they were doing, and you had a strong desire to win an argument that you happened to get into. But instead you chose your deepest desire, which was to honor and to love your spouse instead of steamrolling them in an argument that you knew you could win. Maybe you knew for a fact that you were right, but you recognized that you actually have a deeper desire to have compassion for your spouse and to sacrificially love them. And afterwards, instead of feeling terrible, even though you were right, you actually feel proud of yourself, not in the the puffed up kind of way, but in the, wow, that was loving. That's how I imagine Jesus would have acted if he were in that situation. That's how I sense and how I know deep down I'm called to be. And it feels good. Like that's the way I want to live 
all the time. That's the person I want to be all the time. So at a high level, that's the distinction between our strongest desires. Think instinct. Think about animals out in the wild and how their decision-making process is. It's just desire and instinct, and that's what they're acting on. And then we have our deepest desires, the higher desires, the desires for love and sacrifice and to be able to serve other people. Probably one of the clearest examples that distinguishes between these two is if you think about a spiritual discipline modeled by Jesus like fasting, right? This is a physical demonstration of choosing spiritual food over physical food. It's choosing a higher, deeper desire, communion and closeness with God over a lower, stronger desire, which is to eat food. So the point is we have strong desires and we have deep desires. This is true in your relationships, it's true in your exercise habits, and it's also true in your business. And so our framing question for today is where in your business are you living into your strongest desires instead of your deepest desires? Now, I want to start with scripture because I think Paul gives us great language for this. And so I'll share three passages and then we'll dive in. So the first one is from Romans chapter 8, verse 6. Paul says, For to set the mind on the flesh is death, stronger desires, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace, deeper dot deepest desires. Galatians chapter 5 verse 17 says, for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. And then this is probably one of my personal favorite just scriptures ever. Romans chapter 7 verse 15, and then I'll share uh, verses 18 and 19. But 7 verse 15 says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. How real is that from Paul? How relatable and relevant is that just for the human experience? Then in verses 18 and 19, he goes further and says, For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good that I want to do, but the evil that I don't want to do, this I keep on doing. And Paul here in all three of these passages is pointing to this distinction between deeper and stronger desires and the tension, the wrestling that is such a part of the human condition. And so in the 35,000 decisions that we make each day, we have the opportunity to choose which we will live into. Now, why is this important? There are a bunch of reasons, but the one that I want to focus on today is this. Our decisions and our habits are a two-way street. We shape our decisions, and then our decisions shape us. We form our habits, and then our habits form us. It's a cycle that feeds itself and just continues to feed itself. The more often you choose strong desires, the more you're going to want to choose strong desires in the future. The more often you choose deep desires, the more you want to choose deep desires. And as faith-driven entrepreneurs, we are specifically called to live into the spirit and not the flesh. We're called to be a people who choose the deepest desires over the strongest desires and to be a sign that points people to God and says, hey, this is another way to live. 
and this leads to flourishing. The reality is the growth and the impact of your business will eventually be constrained by your current ability to choose deeper desires over stronger ones. And we'll get into some examples of what that actually looks like. So here's what we're going to do today. I just want to walk through example after example. It can't be an exhaustive list. We'd be here all day. But I want to walk through examples of what these decision points might look like for you and your business in a number of different categories from your morning routine personally to decisions that you make in the business around managing your time or your pricing. And then after that, we're going to talk about the process. So what is the process of learning to live into your deepest desires and choose that over your strongest desires. So let's start with some personal habits that affect your business. And again, as I go through these, and there's a lot, be thinking about how your personal and your business growth would actually be constrained by your ability to live into your deepest desires, right? If you never choose, if you were to imagine never choosing the actual deepest desire and only going by your animal instincts, you would never grow and you'd leave a trail of just destruction in your path. And my guess is you might know people who, for the most part, are living from just their strongest desires. And you can see that that does not lead to flourishing. So let's start with personal habits. Here we go. Your deepest desire might be to cultivate a deep and life-giving relationship with God, where you are constantly aware of his presence throughout your day. But your strongest desire might be to snooze the alarm or to settle for just skimming a random passage of scripture before moving on to your day and not thinking about God at all. Your deepest desire might be to pray every single night with your husband or your wife before going to sleep. But your strongest desire might be to just watch that next episode of that show that you're watching. So those are a couple just personal habits. Now, how would this affect how you manage your time and your energy? Your deepest desire might be to plan your day, your weeks, your months with really careful intention, which you know is important, but your strongest desire might be to give in to the tyranny of the urgent, and as soon as you get to your desk in the morning, you start working, answering emails as soon as you sit down. Your deepest desire might be to stay focused on only the most important things for the day, but your strongest desire is to just check Instagram real quick and you end up scrolling for 20 minutes. Maybe your deepest desire is to only work 30 hours a week so that when your kids or your future kids have basketball games or concerts, you know that you'll be there and that the business will still be sustainable. But maybe your strongest desire is to maintain the status quo and to just not do the work, to delegate, eliminate, or automate some of the tasks that you do each day. So now marketing and selling, how might this play out here? Your deepest desire might be to share your genius with the world, to let the ideas that constantly flow through you out into the world, but your strongest desire might be to just hide and not be seen. Or it might be to hoard your best content for quote-unquote the right time. On a sales call, your deepest desire might be to serve the person you're talking to from a place of love, but your strongest desire might be to stay comfortable or to people please, and so you don't dig into an objection that they have. When it comes to investing in yourself and your business, maybe your deepest desire is to invest in your growth as an entrepreneur and go all in on yourself and what God called you to in your business. But maybe your strongest desire is to keep that money in the bank. 
when it comes to pricing. Your deepest desire might be to stand firm in the value of your work, but your strongest desire in the moment might be to get the client and discount your services. Maybe you've got a full client roster and your deepest desire is to increase your prices as part of the path to the larger vision that you have for your business. But your strongest desire might be to maintain the status quo and not rock the boat. And then last category, how you lead your business. Your deepest desire might be to be a super generous employer who pays above market rates to employees, but your strongest desire might be to profit as much as possible. And so you pay employees as low as you can go. Your deepest desire might be to hire employees to help you scale the impact and the vision of your business. But your strongest desire might be to just keep doing the work yourself because it's easier. Remember when I said that your business growth will be constrained by your ability to choose deeper over stronger desires? This is how. And it's the same thing for personal growth. Your deepest desire might be to become someone who sets goals and pursues them without fear. But your strongest desire is to protect yourself and stay safe. So those are a bunch of different examples. And we could go all day with the different types of choices that you have both inside and outside of your business. But I hope your wheels are starting to spin and you're starting to see all the different areas where you actually do have a fork in the road and you have a choice to go one way or the other, to choose stronger desires or deeper desires. Now, remember that number I told you to remember, that 35,000 number. That's how many decisions you make every single day. Now, if you're curious or skeptical or you're just wondering, how in the world is that possible? I don't remember making 35,000 decisions yesterday. Ah, if that is where your brain went, I love it because that is exactly the point that I want to make. Of course, you don't remember it as 35,000 decisions because they didn't feel like decisions to you. Not all of them were conscious decisions. They were just things that you did on default, on autopilot. 35,000 decisions is a lot. And there's literally a thing called decision fatigue, which says that the more decisions you make, the more tired you are. And then over time, the worse decisions you tend to make. That's why you can avoid the chocolate muffins all day, but when 10 p.m. rolls around, you eat it. I'm not talking about anybody specifically. Maybe that was me over the weekend. But your brain has a vested interest in eliminating decisions from needing to be made. So it automates them. It makes them habitual. It makes them subconscious because subconscious decisions require less energy than conscious ones. Do you see where I'm going with this? If the majority of the decisions that you make in a day are subconscious, it's likely that the majority of the decisions you make in your business every single day are subconscious, which means that probably thousands of times a day, you are likely choosing your stronger desires over your deeper ones. And so the question becomes, how do you choose and how do you learn to choose your deeper desires over your stronger ones? Well, I will tell you. And the process is simple, but not necessarily easy. The first step has to be bringing awareness just to the decisions that you're making, right? If the vast majority of them are actually subconscious, it's going to be really hard to evaluate them until you see them as decisions. And so the first step is bringing awareness to the fact that you even have a decision to make. 
The second step is now evaluating that decision pattern. Is that coming from a place of strong desires or a place of deep desire? And then step three is choosing a new pattern, choosing the deeper desire over the stronger desire, and then integrating that new pattern into your normal flow, into your autopilot, into your default mode until that becomes subconscious, until choosing the deepest desire is what becomes what you want subconsciously. Now, those three steps that I just walked through, those are simple, but it can seem like a heavy lift. And I'll just be totally honest with you, it is. If it were easy, everybody would just be doing it. Like, can you see why those three steps, bringing conscious awareness to the things that are already subconscious, can you see why that would actually be difficult to do alone? This is why I think the coaching industry, for the most part, has been booming over the last five years. This is a difficult process to engage in alone until you get really good at it. Now, I would consider myself somebody who is very good at this, but I haven't mastered it, and that's why I still work with a coach. And that's why even the most well-known coaches in the world, like go and listen to an interview with Tony Robbins, he has like eight different coaches for different areas of his life. And so it's not impossible to do alone, but for sure it's more difficult. Now, a few episodes ago, I mentioned that in corporate, one of my roles was in a warehouse distribution center. And the people that I was managing in one of the departments handled physical materials. And so whenever something was over 70 pounds, one of the safety protocols was to do what's called a team lift, which is exactly what it sounds like. The people in my department were certainly strong enough to lift 70 pounds alone. They literally lifted thousands of pounds of materials per day. But just because you can do something alone doesn't mean that you should or that you want to. They were a lot more likely to get hurt and tire themselves out by lifting things alone that were that heavy. And so we encouraged a team lift. And it's the same thing here. Choosing your deepest desires over your strongest ones is not something you can just do on your own strength. It requires the Holy Spirit and at least one other person. We weren't made to be in isolation. Now, when I look at the results that my clients have experienced and created, both from a personal growth and how they see themselves in the world and who they see themselves to be, as well as the business results, and I ask myself, what what is it that allows that to happen? A couple of things come to mind. One, I help my clients invite God into the process. I don't think it's wise. If you're trying to live into your deepest desires instead of your strongest ones, I just don't think it's wise to do that and engage in that process if you're not going to invite God very specifically into it. Two, I've literally trained my mind to be like a heat-seeking missile for any areas in your business, whether consciously or subconsciously, that you are choosing to operate from your strongest desires and not your deepest desires. And I was thinking if you combine numbers one and number two, of course, if uh, the client is okay with it, I pray before every single one of our sessions and we invite God into the space. And many times we're praying to bring subconscious things into our awareness, to bring it onto our radar so that we can examine it and renew it if necessary. And then the third reason that comes to mind that contributes to the results that my clients are able to create is that number three, I teach my clients this process so that even after they finish working with me, they are now way more equipped to do this work themselves, right? And again, this is the process. 
One, bring awareness to the decisions that you're making because most of them are subconscious. Step two, evaluate where is that decision coming from? Is it coming from your strongest desires, your primal, the flesh desires? Or is it coming from the deepest desires, from the spirit, from love? And then the third step to help you choose aligned with your deepest desire and integrate that as the new pattern until that is what becomes subconscious. Let's close things out here. It is hard to advance the kingdom of God when your strongest desires are beating out your deepest desires. Your personal growth, the growth of your business will only go as far as your ability to choose obedience, to choose love, to choose the spirit, to choose your deepest desires. So when I talk about who you are becoming or who God created you to be, this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the you who chooses the higher desires over the lower ones, the spirit over the flesh, the deepest desires over the stronger ones. So as you're in your business today and this week, ask yourself, where am I giving in to my strongest desires that are not truly my deepest desires? Think about decision-making. Think about where you're spending your time. Think about what is capturing your imagination. What is on your mind throughout most of the day? And ask yourself, is this my strongest desire or my deepest desire? This is what coaching with me is about. It's learning how to choose deepest desires over strongest ones. And what I've seen and the miraculous thing is, over time, those two actually start to converge. Remember earlier how we said that we form our decisions and our habits and then our decisions and our habits form us? The coolest thing is that when you do this work, what you desire most deeply actually starts to become your strongest desires. In other words, your strongest desires start to align with the spirit instead of the flesh. And when this happens, things get really fun. This is more than just coaching. This is spiritual formation. This is becoming like Jesus in the work that you do as you run your business. This is helping you become who you already are. And so if you notice that your strongest desire is to wait until some future thing happens to invest in yourself and your business, whether it's hitting a certain point in your business or a certain time of year, if you notice that, that your strongest desire is to wait, but you know that your deepest desire is to invest in coaching right now, if this episode stirred something in your heart, in your spirit, that's how you know that you're ready. Book your consult at lenahancoaching.com slash discovery, or click the link in the show notes, and I look forward to talking to you. That's all for today. Share this episode with an entrepreneur that you love, and have a great week. I will see you next time on the Renew Your Mind podcast for faith-driven entrepreneurs.